Why would you look outside yourself when you have all of the world inside? Welcome to Hot Takes, where you get a sneak peek into this week's Patreon-exclusive interview. In today's Hot Take, Father Jeffrey Reddy explores the pros and cons of being Orthodox, and whether or not he feels at home within the Orthodox Church. Enjoy. For me, the, the, the issue is liturgical uniformity, um, which was a late development um, in orthodoxy. Um, it's an understandable development that took place. Um, but I mean, the, the reality of the early church is liturgical diversity. I mean, and, and vast liturgical diversity. And, and to be fair to our Oriental Orthodox, uh, brothers and sisters, they've maintained this a lot better than we have. If you visit, you know, the Syriac church or the Coptic church, Ethiopian church, Armenian church, uh, the, the Thomas Christians that I mentioned in, in India, I mean, there's a huge amount of liturgical diversity there and there's a real understanding that to be orthodox you don't have to worship or or you know act in a particular way well of course eastern orthodoxy um that you know the the communion of churches that we're familiar with and 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 that we're part of um we have this you know, real centralization of, of liturgy and practice to the point where there are, you know, we, do, we don't fight over the resurrection or the Trinity or anything like that. We fight over who's got the strictest adherence to the one way of doing things like, do you use two fingers or three fingers when you cross yourself, right? So there's such a, a rigid uniformity in liturgical practice. And that to me does still great. Um, that does still, you know, give me pause every once in a while. Um, I've really grown to love the Byzantine Rite, and I think um, there's no other solution at the moment. You know, people have kind of proposed various forms of a Western Rite within the bosom of the Eastern Orthodox Church, and for various reasons, it has not really been a, a tremendous success. Um, you know, uh, I my own view is that we can evolve a new one. But we should be open to that, right? Um, we should be open to the possibility that, you know, the way that Greeks or Russians do the liturgy is not the only way to do the liturgy, that there's, there's other ways of decorating a church, other ways of singing, other ways of, of expressing ourselves liturgically, which are still 100% orthodox, 100% grounded in the apostolic tradition, but don't necessarily follow the same you know, uh, guidelines um, and, and principles, uh, you know, as the East. Uh, you know, the East is all about you honor things by covering them up. You know, there's a lot of veiling, uh, whether it's the iconostasis, which grows and grows and grows through time till, you know, in the last few centuries, you have, you know, whole apartment block high iconostasis in Russia and places. Um, or you, you, know, you veil the gifts, you, you put coverings on things, even Ukrainians put covers on, on icons and, and so forth. Whereas, the Western cultural sensibility is to honor things you show them. You, you, you know, and it's much more restrained, not minimalist, but, but certainly more, you know, um, chosen and careful de deliberation over the, the aesthetic, um, of a, of church and liturgy and, and so forth. And I think, you know, I still find, you know, my, my, my breath is taken away from me if I enter into, you know, certain kinds of Western church buildings, or I hear certain forms of Western liturgical expression, which go deep back in the tradition, like Benedictine um, worship and, and, and so forth. I love the Byzantine rite, but as I say, it, I, I think we should be open to the possibility that it continues to evolve and 
kind of encompass other cultural expressions. I think the mission of the church is really hindered by our unwillingness to, to look at that because there are whole cultures out there uh, which could be addressed with a little bit more of the flexibility and diversity that we had in the early church. And so I suppose that's the part that that maybe from time to time, you know, I, I never wonder or regret about my choice. I just, I don't see any other choice that I would have had uh, to have lived, you know, the kind of ministry and, and Christian life that I have. But I do feel still like I'm a bit of in a straitjacket. And that straitjacket is one formed, you know, in fifth century Constantinople or in, you know, 18th century uh, Russia more than it is one that is completely in keeping with the kind of um, cultural categories and intuitions of, you know, my own heritage and ancestry and, and so forth. And, and, and that's with you know, me coming from an Anglo-Catholic background with, you know, a, a real openness to icons and incense and and liturgical chant and everything. I mean, I, I, I think all bets are off when it comes to, you know, if you're talking about an inner city neighborhood of, of uh, you know, racialized cultural communities or whatever, who, who would need to be addressed with a completely different cultural expression of the gospel. And yet, are we even prepared to undertake that? I, I, I wonder. It's a, to me, it's a, the biggest question that faces us as Orthodox Christians, how much are we going to hang on to being Byzantine? Because there's nothing in the New Testament, I think, about being Byzantine. Um, and yet, we seem to think it's the only prism through which you know the gospel can be mediated. And, and by the way, I mentioned earlier that there's good reason that this happened. I mean, the the centrality of the church in the first few hundred years was based around the kind of headship and primacy of Rome. And so when we split from from Rome, we had to have some other organizing factor, right? There's nothing that makes somebody in communion with other Orthodox other than a shared liturgy, right? We don't all kind of trace our way back up to one bishop or to one church polity or, or whatever. We are a communion of churches. And the only thing that unites us, and it's, it is a brilliant thing that I can go to any Orthodox church in the world and I know exactly where they are in the liturgy, whether they're in Georgian or, or you know, some, you know, indigenous language in, in Russia or, you know, ancient Greek, whatever. The, the point is, I, it's, a, it's a familiar item to me. But have we lost something of the capacity of the gospel to enter into and 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 fill, you know, every language, every culture, every every people? And you know, I think we possibly have. The Prying Priest is a social media-free podcast, so any word-of-mouth recommendations you could make to your friends and family about this show would go a long way. Looking forward to seeing you next time. Say, why would you look outside yourself when you have all of